In today's episode, we are talking about how ignorance is a sin and how that's a major sin when it comes to making, having and creating money. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about ignorance. Now, why are we talking about ignorance when it comes to in the context of having, creating and making money? Well, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of this phrase, ignorance is a bliss and how ignorance is a blessing and so forth. And if you don't know, then you don't know any better and etc, etc. And I came to the conclusion that from everything I've seen around me, the only sin, major sin is ignorance. And to say that, oh, I didn't know something something didn't exist or I didn't know that that's how things worked, it is not an excuse. Now, how did that come about? So I think, you know, as most of you know, I, I've, uh, you know, I've recently moved. And in the new location, I was mistaken. Now, I was, I, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I do, you know, and I, I never go beyond certain limits. And especially when it comes to driving. Now, I am a, a very good driver. I'm a pretty decent driver when it comes to you know speed and so forth and in one location I thought it was a dual carriageway and I drove and I was driving at the, the I think the recommended speed was 40 I was doing about 42 miles it's usually it's usually fine I usually do go to the maximum allowed and sort of hover around there and an unbeast known to me they had recently they had changed the the thing and the speed limit of the street of that that street in question for, for whatever reason I don't know why they changed it and anyway I think there's loads of schools around or whatever and albeit at the time when I was driving them the schools at the time um that you know it was it was uh, not at school home time or anything like this so there weren't children about so I wouldn't drive at that speed with the children about at all anyway long story short I've got a recently got a, a, a you know a, a letter from you know from the, the parking office saying I was caught speeding and I was I was you know, fab, you know, flabbergasted. I'm like, well, how is that possible? So, you know, the speed limit is 40, etc. And I was doing 42. So, you know, not going beyond it. But I read the letter correctly and the speed limit was 30. Now, I had made a genuine, honest mistake. I was ignorant about that particular speed limit around that. But the point is, I was still at fault. Right. So my ignorance was not a blessing. My ignorance did not help me. If anything, my ignorance was the major sin. It caused me to behave in a way which meant that I got the speeding fine. Right. Now, um, do I deserve the speed? Absolutely. The fact that I didn't know about it, does that help me? Absolutely not. And should it? No. It's my responsibility as a driver to make sure I'm acquainted and I'm keep an eye out to see if there are speed changes or if they see the speeding signs or whatever. And they're clearly marked. I went down the street again and I saw they were clearly marked. I had just not paid attention 
previously. So my ignorance did not get me off the hook, even though I was absolutely mistaken. It was a gen mistake, and I actually thought I was with it, you know within the speed limit. I didn't think I was beyond it because I didn't think up to forty five would be fine. So forty two wasn't wrong, but I was well above it because I was around forty two when it, the speed limit is thirty. So I was wrong. My ignorance was not helping me. Now, why is this relevant in this current context? Because a lot of the people are walking around completely ignorant of the universal laws of money. Now, your ignorance of universal laws of money does not make them any less applicable to you. Just because you don't know they apply to you, how they work, and how they are, you know, how they are impacting your money, does not give you a free pass and say, "Well, God, I didn't know how that worked, and therefore, you know, that shouldn't apply to me." Or, you know, blame the I could, I couldn't blame the authorities. I couldn't say, "Oh no, the local authorities are fault. How dare they, you know, send me a fine? They should have made it more clearly." They don't have to. It's my responsibility as a driver to make sure I'm well acquainted with the road and its and its markings and its and speed limits, right? Same way, you as a as a driver of this physical body in this physical plane are responsible for acquiring the knowledge to work out how this body works and how these physical laws work and how they apply to you in this physical world. Simple. But most people I find have shoved off this responsibility to somebody else like, oh, it's the government's fault. Oh, my father's at fault. My mother's at fault. My neighbor's this. My personal partner was this. My husband's this. My wife's that. When you give off responsibility for your life onto someone else, you become a victim. And you become somebody who's always going to be dependent on somebody else to make your life better. Right? And when you believe that somebody else can have an impact on your life greater than yourself, then that's when you're playing the victim and that's when you're you're, you're playing the, you know, ignorant card. Like I have no idea how these laws work. I don't know how this works but it fits me. And I'm, some of the, I, mean, I think most people listening to this podcast or similar podcasts are quite consciously aware. Unfortunately, if you have this conversation with 95% of the people around you, they will actually say, well, it's not my fault. The economy is going to pass. This coronavirus has, has, has you know, put everything belly up. People are losing jobs. People are losing businesses, whatever, whatever, whatever. Can I say this to you we, in no honesty? Yes, I know that superficially it seems like Corona's gone, all this you know, chaos has happened, but there's always a way around it. You can always change things. You can always change how you serve your clients from online to from, you know, especially to do online, you know, one-to-one consultations or for, you know, physical face-to-face consultations. Maybe you can take it online. If you have a restaurant, maybe you can you can send food, you know, do more takeouts. You can have delivery service better. Uh, I don't know. You can, there's a whole array of things you can do. And if there is something like, you know, hospitality, which you really cannot serve your clients in that manner, then maybe find an alternative, uh, you know, way to, you know, serve clients. Maybe have an alternative business. There always is a way out. But if you are going to be forced into or force yourself to think, well, there's only one way to make money and there's only and if I'm not making money, it's because the government's not doing enough or this coronavirus has been thrown away and blah, 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 blah which the, most of the people are thinking that way. You're buying into the group collective fear and that's why you're having a spiral, you're spiraling downwards and it's having a more of a detrimental impact on your life. There's no capricious God out there who wants something bad for you. There's no evil devil out there who's making you miserable. 
the good and the bad and the ugly comes from within. It's you. You are controlling your fate. You are the master of your own destiny. The one thing that was given to you by divine source energy was willpower. And the only thing, and I've mentioned this before, the only thing that you have control over is your willpower. Now, how you choose to use your willpower is entirely up to you. You can use it to go and play video games and watch TV and eat junk food, or you can use the same willpower to actually go and exercise that body, to go and you know read some really good material books, listen to good podcasts, feed your energy in your mind, good, good material, and see opportunities, see how can you make your life better as well as that of those people around you. And the people around you could be your clients as well as your family members. This is the dawn of opportunity. I believe that we've been given this real large, you know, global conscious awakening in terms of what's going on, what's happening. I have my difficult, you know, my thoughts around it. That's a conversation to have privately. Um, but for the time being, I also do not think that you should be playing the victim card. Okay, this is the time that you need to get wake up and think, okay, why am I stuck where I am? Why am I unable to move forward? Why do I think that my job or this business only is my only way of making money? Whereas if money is abundant and if money isn't abundant, like, you know, like if God is omnipotent, if God is everywhere, then this amazing God who loves me can provide for me financially in a million of ways. Why does it have to be through this one particular job? Or why does it have to be through one this one particular way? Why, why, why? right? So this is the time for you to question your current paradigms, to think, okay, how am I interacting with the spiritual laws of money? And if I'm not aware of the spiritual laws of money, well, let me go educate myself. Let me read some great books. Let me listen to some great podcasts. Let me go and attend a course there or, or maybe a few and get my mind and my energy around what do, what do I mean? What are the laws of uh, spiritual laws of money, and how can I interact them? And of course, we can't negate and forget about this, the man-made laws of money. But most people are actually have a decent idea about it, about taxes, about investments, and so forth. And if you don't, there are plenty of experts out there who can help you in that in that regard as well. So ignorance, whether it's spiritual laws of money or man-made laws of money, is not an excuse. If you need to get investment advice, there are there are experts out there. And if you listen to this podcast. And then you're already halfway there when it comes to listening and understanding your spiritual laws of money. But today's episode is fully focused on you taking personal responsibility for your life and stop playing the victim. Stop saying, I don't know the spiritual laws of money. Do they even exist? Just because you don't know they exist does not negate them, does not negate the validity or the, uh, how, they, you know, how they impact your life. Just because you don't know gravity doesn't mean that when you jump off a building, you're not going to go down. You're going to go down. You, you can't say to you know, the doctor, oh, I didn't know there was gravity. I didn't know it was going to go down. You are going to go down, right? This is your responsibility for you to go out there and actually think, okay, so how am I interacting with money at the moment? Why am I working so many hours and still not seeing the fruits of my labor? Why is it that I make so much money yet most very little stays in my bank account at the end of the month? Why is it that I'm not able to allow money to grow for me? Why am I not investing? Why am I not um, saving in a particular way? Why am I not using money in a, in, in a particular way? Why am I not making a certain amount? Can you see these are the right questions? The, the right, I mean, there's something I learned from Tony Robbins. I have to I have to credit him a lot. I don't follow him much now. I think he's an amazing guy, but I don't resonate with his energy very much now. But when I first started out, and he was the person who led me down the path of personal development, so he was my first mentor, even albeit through his books and audio audiobooks. 
So when I first started following Tony Robbins, one of the things that really stayed with me was he said, don't look for the answers first, look for the right questions, ask the right questions. So the questions most people are asking are, well, why don't I have money? Why is it that other people can get ahead? Why don't I get a promotion? Why can't I save money? Why can't, why can't, why can't? Instead, the question should be, well, what is stopping me from not allowing, you know, to, not allowing myself to have investments? What is stopping me from making three times my, you know, my monthly income right now? What is it that stops me from acting on certain things that I need to act on? What causes me to call a have procrastination? What is my energy around certain matters? How am I responding to certain things? Have I forgiven everybody? You know, who do I have animosity against? What am I annoyed about? How do I feel about rich people? How do I feel about certain cars? How do I feel about people with a certain amount of money? How would I feel if I had a certain amount of money? Can you see where I'm going with this? It's about taking the entire responsibility for your life onto your own shoulders and asking the correct questions. When you ask the correct questions, the right answers will appear to you. It may be through somebody like me who, you know, through a podcast or, an, or a, you know, or through one of the, you know, YouTube videos or something else, or it could be in a book, or it could be through a friend, or it could even be on the radio. It doesn't really matter. As long as you're asking the right questions, the right answers will appear for you. That's how it works. Divine Source Energy is always trying to educate you, always trying to support you, always trying to guide you, but you're not listening. The right answers are always there, but if you're not asking the right questions, you will not recognize them. You will not see those are the answers you're looking for. Therefore, coming back to this idea, you being ignorant about the laws of the universe will not give you any leeway. You cannot say, well, I didn't know how to make, you know, uh, you know how my relationship was money. And I, I tell you, I speak to people who are in their 20s and I've spoken to people in their 70s and they're really much in a similar situation. I spoke to this gentleman not too long ago and he's an amazing, amazing guy. He's in his mid-30s. I think, uh, you know, oh, sorry, no, no mid, I think in mid 70s, I think it is. And since an early age, he's been working really, really hard. But now in his mid 70s, he's fully financially dependent on his son. And, you know, he was saying how he feels really embarrassed about it and so forth. Because, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is he, you know, he's tried many things and it's not for lack of trying. He has been doing this business and that business and this business and that business, has, but yet has in, in, in his late, later ages, in mid-70s, he hasn't accumulated the kind of wealth that he wanted or be comfortable. And therefore, at the moment, because he's not able to work, he's fully financially dependent on his son, which for him was really, really, you know, uh, you know, I think really pay painful and shameful because he thought he should be able to provide for him and his wife at the moment of it now. And I agreed with him. There's no reason for him to be financially dependent on his son when he's been working all these years. But the problem is, if you've been working all these years, but you have this old mindset, if you have this energy in a, set, in a certain way, you will not allow yourself to go beyond a certain amount in terms of income, in terms of the, the amount of money you make or keep. And therefore, you will not allow yourself to have the kind of investments that you need, which could give you dividends later on in your life. There's no reason why anybody needs to physically work um, after 60 or 70. I mean, I'm of the opinion that you should be able to become financial free within five years of doesn't matter when you're working. 
Five years is you should be a target. Within five years, you should become financially free. Thereafter, whatever you want to work or you don't want to work is entirely up to you. And to become financially free depends on what kind of lifestyle you want. I do have, I do want to have a very lavish lifestyle. So I do, I know why I need to five years. You can do probably do it in three years, right? Once you become financially free, then you can take them the money that you make extra, put into investments. So then in 10 years time, you're not only financially free, but you're actually wealthy. Right? There's, there's always a plan. There's always a way around it. But you have to first make the decision that you want to do it and then seek the answers, seek the right questions first. And that's my point. Seek the questions first. The answers will find themselves to you. You will find you don't have to go looking for the answers because the answers will find their way to you. You are in the prime position at the moment. If you listen to this podcast, I promise you're in the right position at the right time and opportunities will be seeking you. You just need to ask the right question. The question being, how am I relating myself to the physical, uh, spirit, sorry, spiritual laws of money? How am I interacting with money? What kind of relationship do I have with my money avatar? What kind of inner conversations do I have with money? What kind of energy do I carry around money? What you know? How would I feel if I did have certain amount of money? Don't tell me the things you would do or say because you read Think and Grow Rich or Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. I would need to really deeply look in your soul and think, okay, if I was making 20 grand a month or 100 grand a month or uh, a million a month, how would that truly make you feel? And I can promise you, most people will become really uncomfortable with how do I manage that money? What do I do with it? What can I do with it? Et cetera, et cetera. Money doesn't like chaos. Money likes peace and tranquility. There needs to be an ebb and flow of money. If you try to hold on to money, you will it will go so fast from you, it will you know surprise you. On the other hand, if you allow money to have just come and go as it pleases and know that money was always going to be there just for your needs and support you for in your endeavors and for whatever you need to do, the money will always turn up before you know you will need it. That comes with time and that does come with faith, but that comes with practice. So this is where you need to be. So I hope you take away from this today's podcast the idea that just because you are ignorant of the spiritual laws of money does not negate them and does not mean them they're any less applicable to you. And I'm glad about the movie The Secret that at least introduced the idea of law of attraction to the world and global, you know, the global world. But unfortunately, it just gave you the, the it's just gave the tip of the iceberg. The major component of the law of attraction is there, there are all the different branches of the spiritual laws of money, and that's what you need to go out and learn. And I'm hoping that as by doing this podcast, I'm playing a small part in your journey and helping you understand where you are when it comes to your relationship with money. Well, I hope you got value from today's episode. If you have, and if you do, please do leave a review for us on either iTunes, on Spotify. And if you leave a review for us, please take a screenshot and send it to moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com. That's moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com. And I will be sure to get, um, you know, we'll be sure to send you our Million in the Mirror meditation for free as our way of saying thank you for, for, for supporting our podcasting journey. And remember, if you do want to learn more about the spiritual laws of money and want to know more, how can you ask the right questions and how can you become aware of the energy around money, then do come and join our next workshop. We have workshops happening at least three to four times a year. And the workshop, the address for that is www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com forward slash workshop. I hope to see you in one of them. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. 
If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.